um, uh, devices so that we can get this word out. Amen. And begin and be able to share. And so I thank God for uh, being able to pray during this first watch. Amen. And I'm thanking God because I believe that this is a prophetic uh, symbolism. Amen. Even being on this first watch because this is the time that we renew covenant that's what the first watch is all about it's about covenant renewal and so let's just go into prayer amen and then i will uh go into the word of god amen father we just thank you on tonight and we honor you we bless you father because you alone are god and beside you there is none other father we just give you honor and thanksgiving on tonight for this time of prayer, this time in your presence, this time got to break bread, this time, God, hallelujah, for you to release revelation to us and insight, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And so, Lord, we just ask you, Lord, that you would just have your way, that you would speak to our hearts on tonight, God, that you would have your way in our midst. Father, we ask you to forgive us, oh God, of all of our sin. Wash us tonight. Sanctify us tonight. Purify us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We just give you glory and honor. And God, even as we enter into this first watch. We ask you, Lord, hallelujah, that you would deal with our hearts. Show us, God, what areas of covenant we have broken. And God, we ask you to help us to renew, God, our vows on tonight in the name of Jesus. We come tonight, God, to renew, oh God, our vow in prayer, our vow in the word, our vow of dedication, our vow, oh God, hallelujah, God, to walk up right before you in the name of Jesus. And so we just give you glory and honor. We magnify your name, oh God, hallelujah, as only you alone are worthy. We pray for for every person that is listening, oh God, in the name of Jesus, we pray, God, that you would tear down walls in the name of Jesus, every wall of separation, every wall of division in the name of Jesus. Give us ears to hear, give us hearts to perceive in the name of Jesus, oh God, give us, oh God, hallelujah, God, eyes to see, God, even as we, oh God, break the bread of life on tonight, we pray, God, even for our nation, God, and the nations of this world, oh God, even as we face, God, this pandemic, we know that you are God, hallelujah, and this is no surprise to you. This is not a difficulty for you, but we thank you, oh God, for the sign that it is to us. We thank you, God, for giving us the opportunity to come into your presence, to seek your face, God, to cry out to your name, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we just honor you and we bless you. And God, we call these things done, oh God, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to Hallelujah. I'm going to try my best because I have been just really just meditating on the Lord all today and just in the word on today. Amen. And we just want to thank God. Amen. Again, for everybody that is um, streaming with us. Amen. Listening. Amen. Amen. On the line as well. Um, I was asking for God to just give me the strength and the wisdom. Hallelujah. And thank God for wisdom for this hour. Hallelujah. But just the strength and the wisdom to be able to break this word down on tonight with what he was saying. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I want to begin. I want to read a verse of scripture and then we're going to backtrack to this verse. Amen. So we want to start. Amen. At Proverbs chapter nine. And then we're going to backtrack. Amen. And come back to this. Amen. After we cover a few things. Amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs 9 and 10. Amen. And it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And so we're going to come back. Amen. To that verse of scripture. Amen. And be able to uh, break that down. Amen. I want to first 
just give us a good foundation on tonight because there are so many things that have been uh, resonating in my spirit on today as I was seeking the Lord. Amen. And asking him what, um, you know, and he dropped something in my spirit on yesterday and it's been a minute and I don't know how God deals with any of you, but I know that there are times, amen, that, you know, God will deal with me and there are times where words will be coming out of my mouth and I'm saying something, but it's not me talking. It's the Holy Ghost. Now it's one thing for us to do that when, you know, some of us are preaching or whatever, but when God takes a hold of my mouth in a conversation and I know that he's taking a hold of my mouth and he's saying what he wants to say, hallelujah, amen. It kind of jars me, amen. Because hallelujah, amen. Sometimes we're not expecting God to do that, you know, it to us when we're just having regular conversation, amen. And so, um, the Lord was speaking to my heart, and I began to look at, you know, we want to talk about wisdom because of the fact that all the things that we are dealing with in this hour, the things that we are facing, hallelujah, uh, with this uh, COVID 19 and all the things that, uh, people have been facing in regard to that. All the nations have been facing in regard to that. And I need to backtrack first because the Lord began to remind me of, of the fact that we were talking about at the beginning of the year, we were talking about what the Lord was saying to us um, at the beginning of the year. So uh, please bear with me. I'm going to try to be obedient to my time. Amen. And be able to share this with everyone and then be able to get back to Proverbs nine and uh, get back to Proverbs nine and 10. And so, um, as I was, re you know, reviewing what the Lord was saying about this new year, amen, that we had come into and what God was saying, amen, we said that this was the year of the mouth. I know that we said this is 2020. A lot of people were saying, oh, this is, um, you know, um, um, 2020 clear vision or whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And, um, I begin to go back over my notes and go back over the things that the Lord had spoken. Amen. And about how our mouths would speak what we saw. And then also by extension, how our speech was related to memory. And I, in some of the things that I was sharing, amen. Um, uh, we talked about how this Hebrew word pay had to do with, um, the word foundation. It is two words in the Hebrew that have to do with our foundation. Amen. The, um, the, well, when we say pay, this is really the, the number 80, which is the 5780, which is the Hebrew year that we are in. And so 80 has two words that represent it. Number one in Hebrew is Yasad, which means foundation and Gavora, which means strength. And the Lord spoke and he said prophetically that this at the beginning of the year, amen. We said this in December, that this 2020 would be the year that God, amen, was going to, amen, strengthen and test our foundations. Amen. That 2020 was the year. Yes, we're going to see God. Yes, God is going to uh, raise up voices. Amen. Hallelujah. That's going to speak strong words. Hallelujah. But that one of the things that was going to be paramount in this year was that God was going to test our foundation. And through that testing, amen, we were going to be, be able to receive strength. Amen. We, our foundations would be strengthened. Amen. And then uh, also in, in that, we were talking about the fact that we had to watch what things we said. Amen. And being mindful not to release mindless chatter and just saying all kinds of things. Amen. Just because we just felt like, you know, we wanted to say it. And so I want to uh, look real quick um, to the book of Isaiah. And again, like I said, I'm going to try to get all of this out. Amen. Um, in this time frame. And so please bear with me. I don't want to rush. 
Amen. But I want to make sure that I leave a clear, amen, word because God is releasing, amen, a word to us on tonight. Amen. And so let's look at Isaiah 26, amen. And then I'm going to explain a couple of things. Amen. Isaiah, the 26th chapter. And again, we're going to come back to um, Proverbs chapter 9. Amen. But let's go to the book of Isaiah and we want to look at the 26th verse. I mean, 26th chapter and the 20th verse. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 26 and 20. Amen. And it says, come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee and hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. Verse 21 says, for behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. And I took some time today because I know that the word of God tells us that the thing that has been shall be again. And I don't take lightly when the Lord says that he is going to bring us through a season of strengthening our foundations and st and testing our foundations. And I don't know about any of you. Amen. But I've talked to people. Amen. And, and have uh, since all of this stuff has started. Amen. Hallelujah. With people who have been questioning what they have been standing on and have had to shore up their foundations. And I begin to ask the Lord about the thing that has been, that shall be again. I begin to ask the Lord, I said, Lord, what is it? Because I know that this right here might seem new to us, but what is this? What is this thing with this disease that we are facing? What is this spirit, amen, that we are dealing with? What is this? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And and I began to do a little searching in history, amen. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I know it's got to be something in history where the church has had to deal with this before. Um, We say that maybe here in America, we have not dealt with this before, but let me tell you, the history books don't lie. The church has dealt with this before. And when we look back to the third century, century, we see that there was a plague that hit Rome in the third century. And there are history books and they call it the plague of Cyprian. And Cyprian was a bishop in the church in Carthage. Amen. And he began to deal with the people about them really trusting God and them really living for God and them really putting their hope and their faith in God and how they had put their faith and trust in worldly things and how this plague that they were facing, now he was challenging them. He, he, he has a sermon that was published and um, it's, it's the sermon of Cyprian. Amen. And you, you need to go back and go and see that. Amen. Go back and read about that because uh, as we said, the things that have been shall be again. This is not something new. Amen. It's something new to us, but it is not nothing new to God. It's not nothing new to the church. The church has hunkered down through many a testing times and many a trying times. And when I was reading through the history of all of this stuff, again, we're going to get to the wisdom. But as I was reading through all of this stuff about how the church dealt with this issue and how the church went through with this, amen, hallelujah, the, the, the history books record that there were millions of people who died during this time, but the church grew. Did anybody hear me? Millions of people lost their life. There was great suffering, but the history books record 
pagans as well as Christians, not just Christians, because, you know, we write our own history. You know what I'm saying? We can be a little um, prejudiced on how we write. We'll write it to our own favor. But even the pagans wrote about how Christianity grew under this plague that was released during uh, the third century. And so I began to look at that and I said, okay, God, so how do we deal with this now? What is this that we need to deal with this now? And I know that we have been issued orders. I know that there are things that we have been told to do. Amen. And I know that, you know, there's churches having service, there's churches not having service. And, you know, some of the people that's having service are telling the folks who are not having service that they have, you know, that they're walking in fear. And the people that are, that are, are, are having service to, you know, those of us who are not doing it are saying that they crazy, you know, so how do we navigate through this? And all of this would be fine. The order would be fine. The things that we're being told through the CDC and our government and our states, all of that would be fine. And I don't know about any of you, but my first ministry is a prophet. And so I got to go back and ask God and I have to sit in his presence and ask him what mean of this. And I know that, like I said in the beginning, the thing that has been shall be again. And so when I'm looking at this, I know that there are prophetic patterns in everything that happens. There are prophetic patterns. And so when I begin to look at the time frame that this is going on, the time frame that we are experiencing this, hallelujah, and the verse that the Lord spoke to me as I was talking the other day, the Lord began, amen, to speak to me. And he said, as I was talking to someone else, and I said, you know, I said, we're saying all of these things. I said, but we need to hear that God told the children of Israel to go into their houses and shut the doors behind them until the plagues were passed. I didn't even realize what I was saying because it wasn't me talking. It was Holy Spirit speaking through me. So I went back to go look at the verses again and I almost fell over. And I'm telling you, I was trembling as I was studying and I shook my head at God. I said, oh my God, I can't believe that we are here at this place. It wouldn't matter if it was just something that was taking place. But you got to look at the prophetic time frame that this was taking place. When the children of Israel were in when they were in Exodus, when we're reading in Exodus, and we're going to go to Exodus, amen, and I want to read that to you. Let's go to Exodus chapter 12. I want you to hold your space, because I told you I got a lot to share with you, and I'm going to try to get it all out. So I want you to hold your space right here in Isaiah, and let's go to Exodus for a minute, and we need to look at Exodus chapter 12, because I want to show you something. We can't make this stuff up. We can try to do whatever we want to do, but let me tell you something. God, when he speaks... Hallelujah. He's, he speaks plainly. And, and, and this is when we're talking about the fear of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom. I understand what God is speaking to us tonight. Amen. And through all of, and the scripture says he spoke to us through the similitudes of the prophets. Amen. There were signs, there were symbols, there were things that God did to release his messages to his people. And, and, you know, some of us, some of us don't get it. That we are entering into Passover season and here we have been commanded by our government to go in and close the door. Just like God told the children of Israel to go in and close the door during Passover. So let's look at, 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 at Exodus chapter 12, amen, and verse 11. Hallelujah. Amen. And verse 12 says, verse 11 says, 
I'm in Genesis. I need to get in Exodus. Hold on for a second. No wonder. I'm like, wait a minute. That don't look right. Exodus chapter 12. Okay. So it says, for I will pass through the land. Well, this is verse 12. Verse 11. And thus shall you eat with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. So let's back up some. We want to start at verse 6. Okay. Let's look at verse six. Okay. And verse six says, and you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the month. And we're talking about Passover. Okay. He's talking about Passover to them. You shall keep it until the 14th day of the month of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take up the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein ye shall they shall eat it and they shall eat the flesh and in that night in that night and roast it with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs they shall eat it eat not of it raw nor sodden at all with water or he's telling them don't boil it but roast it okay but roast it with fire his head and his, with his legs and with the pertinence thereof, and you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. That and that which remaineth of it until the morning, you shall burn with fire. And thus shall you eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. And when I went to look at where we are. We are getting ready to enter into Passover season. How long did they say they want us to stay in the house? Until Passover starts. Until pass until Passover starts. Until Passover starts. Passover begins April 8th and it goes through April 16th. That's when Passover begins. Listen to me, saints of God. Sometimes, and I, I'm telling you, we're talking about wisdom, but we cannot... Deal with wisdom without dealing with prophetic things. You need to understand that every ordinance that comes down just because it comes from a man don't mean it don't come from God. Can I say it again? Just because it come from a man does not mean that it does not come from God. Here is God getting ready to bring a great deliverance to the children of Israel. And the only way he could do it was for them to lock up. <laughs> The only way that God was going to be able, amen, to perform a miracle on their behalf was for them to get in the house and close the door. Listen to me. I'm sure they were stir crazy. I'm sure they were ready to go do what they wanted to do. I'm sure they wanted to go hang out with their neighbors. I'm sure they, had, they wanted to do all these things. And here I need to deal with the fact that when we read this verse, it says eat in haste. That's a bad translation. Okay, that's a bad translation because that word haste does not mean haste. This word that's used for haste, amen, is only used three other times in the Old Testament. This particular word, because I don't have time to go through the whole thing because I have a limited amount of time on my hands. Hallelujah. The context for this is what he's saying to them is I need you to eat it in fear. That's what he was saying. Not rushing because you can't rush a roasted lamb. He gave them specific instructions. When you go to verse six, he said, you will keep it until the 14th day of the same month. The whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Now you don't start cooking till nighttime. 
Okay? You start cooking at night, and then they shall take up the blood and strike it on the two sides of the post and on the upper of the doorpost of the houses, wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. You couldn't rush it. How do I know that they couldn't rush? That this word haste is not about rushing and it's about fear. Because this word, when you read to verse 9, he says, don't eat it raw. Don't rush through this. Don't eat it raw and don't boil it because you can cook food faster when you boil it. He said, uh-uh. And you know when you roast something, it takes a long time for food to cook through when you put it in, you know what I'm saying, and you roast it. And so here is God telling them, take your time with this, hallelujah, but walk in fear. How do I know this? When I sat there and looked up the word, let me give you, let me give you a definition. And I ain't going to try to say the Hebrew because I'm going to mess it up. Okay, so this word, amen, is a verb means to be terrified, to be alarmed, to tremble, to fear. Okay, hallelujah. All right. He's telling them, eat it in terror. Why would you eat it in terror? Because the only thing that was separating them from from what was going on in Egypt was the blood on the door. The death angel had to pass over them to get to the get to the get to the people in Israel. I mean to, to the people in Egypt. What does that have to do with wisdom? Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We can't see what God wants to do in us. We can't even walk in wisdom until God bring us back to the place of fear. That's what all of this is about. We can't walk where God wants us to walk until he bring us back to fear. You can't even be wise without fear. So God said to me, he said, this is what this is all about. Hallelujah. We can plead the blood and say it's the devil. Hallelujah. You can say what you like. But it, this is the thing that has been that shall be again. God brought us back to a re again in another season. God has brought us back to seeing something that was because he wants to magnify his bride. He wants to show his bride off. And the only way that he can show his bride off is he got to first bring us back to fear and trembling. Come on here, somebody. We got to get back to the place that we fear God. Why is that? Because we have people today that say that there is no God. When you read, when you read in the scripture, you read in Psalm 14 and 1, it says the fool have said in his heart that there is no God. So, oh, is that what you want to say? So let me bring you back to fear so that you can know that I am God. Let me bring you back to trembling. Hallelujah. And worrying about whether you're going to live or whether you're going to die. Hallelujah. So that you can get back in the place of wisdom. The scripture says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. If we know God and the Bible tells us that the that the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. We can't do nothing for God because we don't know him. We can say whatever we want to say and I've been waiting and I know some other people have been waiting. You know what I'm saying? Okay, God, well, what are you saying? What are you saying? What does this mean? What does this mean? And I just had to sit still and I said, God, what is this? Okay, so you want us to talk about wisdom? Praise the Lord. Wisdom for this hour. God knows that we need wisdom this hour. How are we going to get it? Hallelujah. The only way we're going to get it is we're going to get it while we in lockdown. We need to sit 
in our in the presence of the Lord in our homes and let God begin to deal with our hearts again. Because you know what we got? We got great personalities. We got wonderful Facebook pages. We got wonderful Instagram pages, but we don't have no fear of the Lord. Come on here, somebody. We we got we got great flyers. Our flyers are fantastic. Hallelujah. We know how to get out here and be wonderful people on, on social media. But do you have the fear of the Lord? And, and, and if you listen to some of them who start talking, you know they have no wisdom because they're absent of the fear of the Lord. God has brought us to this Passover season. Hallelujah. And the only way that we are going to see the power of God move in us and move through us. Hallelujah. Yes. And I believe that we have come to the place where God wants to bring us to great revival where he wants to pour out, hallelujah, where he wants to get the glory through his people again, hallelujah, but we got to get back to trembling, come on here somebody, we got we got to get back to trembling, hallelujah, amen, and, and we got to take our time with this thing, like he said, and then he told them, he told them, he said, he said, don't eat it raw, don't boil it, but roast it with fire, roast every part, amen, with fire, amen, and, and, and even now, you know what I'm saying? You got to understand that this is not about let's hurry up and let's get this done. Let's go do what we want to do. I'm tired of being in the house. I want to go out. You know what I'm saying? You got to understand that it takes time to get in the presence of the Lord. It takes time for us to learn of God. It takes time for us. Amen. Listen, we have wasted years. We got in here. We heard great prophetic words. We've heard God speak to us. We heard God tell us how he's going to use us. Amen. And, and going back to what the Lord said, amen, at the beginning of the year that this, amen, this year, this pay, amen, this 5780 was going to be a time to remember, a time to remember words that have been spoken. Remember what God has said. And I believe he's reminding us right now. I believe through all the things that we are facing, everything that we are seeing coming on the face of the earth, he is reminding us that he is God. He is reminding us of what he has said. Come on here, somebody. Not just that, oh, you go into the nations, baby, you're going to have to live through this first. Come on here now. You, you, you. You're going to have to live, you're going to have to live through this fire first. You're going to have to live through this testing season first. If you're going to get to your call, you're going to have to get into your house, apply the blood and be still. How long did they have to stay? They had to stay in their house for three days. They couldn't come outside. They couldn't sit out on the porch. <laughs> they couldn't, they couldn't open up the windows. They had to stay locked in. Hallelujah. While, while pestilence was taking place, while, while plagues were being released. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I believe, amen, that God is powerful enough to keep us. Come on here, somebody. I believe that God is powerful enough to keep us in the midst of what we're going through. But we're going to have to use some wisdom. We're going to have to learn how to listen to God and the ways that God speaks to us and the ones that God used. Listen to me. If he could use a donkey, he could use whoever he wanted you to bring a message to his people. If you won't listen to the Holy Ghost, he's going to have to raise up a donkey. So because we don't listen to God. He got to use unsaved people, ungodly people. He got to bring pestilence into the earth because we have lost our fear. The church, right along with the world, has lost their fear. Lost their fear. Hallelujah. Time is not the issue. 
That's what you stop looking at how much time you got to stay in the house. Time is not the issue. Can I tell you what the issue is? Returning to the place of fear is the issue. Getting your getting your your place of trembling back. That is the issue that that's what God wants. That's what he desires of us. Hallelujah. That's what God is looking for us. And, and when we look at when we look at this, how they had to be. And when you look at verse 12, I mean, verse 22, you, you, you go all the way down to verse 22. He said, and you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until morning. Can you follow God's instructions? It takes wisdom to follow God's instructions while everybody else is doing what they want to do. It takes wisdom. Can I tell you something? If we got any pastors on the line, if your members leave the church because you shut it down, because God sent out a message and said, shut it down, let them go. They wasn't a part of the church, the body of Christ in the first place. We so busy worried about offerings. We, we ain't worried about, we ain't worried about who going to show up. We talking about, we got to get out there. No, we, we worried about the wrong thing. We're not worried about people coming to God. We're not worried about people walking in holiness and righteousness. We're worried about the wrong thing. We got to get back to the place of fear. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Can I give a definition of what wisdom is? Wisdom is the right use or exercise of knowledge. It's the choice of laudable ends and the best means to accomplish them. All right. In scripture theology, wisdom is true religion, is godliness, it is piety, it is the knowledge and the fear of God and sincere and uniform obedience to his commands. Can we obey God? Let's just look at today. Did we obey what God told us to do? We think that wisdom has something to do with you know, a spiritual gift. And yes, there's a gift of wisdom, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about being really tapped into God so that we fear him. And that fear influences every choice that we make because we fear him. We tremble at his name. We tremble, hallelujah, at his very appearing. We tremble at the thought of coming into his presence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is what this is what it is. Prior to our fear of the Lord, our we don't have a correct assessment of ourselves. You can't even look at yourself and tell yourself what you're really doing. Because without it, without that, you're not walking in fear. So you're not really going to be wise in your own personal assessment. All of our wisdom is folly. It's foolishness. It's trash. <laughs> For lack of a better term. Hallelujah. And so unless our unless it's based on an understanding of God, wisdom can only act in relation to another man. If the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, then it follows that prior to the fear of the Lord, there is no wisdom. We lack wisdom without the fear of God. You might have head knowledge, but it ain't wisdom. You might have a degree. <laughs> But it's not wisdom. You might wear a collar, but you don't have no wisdom unless you have the fear of God. And God wants to bring us back to that. We need to be able to see God move in such a way that the world looks at us and says, how did you get kept through this? How? 
How did, how did God keep you while everybody else was crying tears? Jesus help us today. How, how did your house stay intact while the world was in mourning? I'll never forget. And I posted this. This has been a while ago. I saw America mourning and I saw coffins lining the streets and I almost like, like it just, I gasped for air. I was watching the news and in the UK, they had caravans of trucks carrying coffins because there are so many dead, but honey, that don't mean that the church ain't going to grow. We have biblical precedent for this. When the children of Israel were being persecuted, the Bible says that the more that they persecuted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Let me tell you, God is putting fertilizer in the soil. <laughs> he is fertilizing the soil. He's making the conditions right so that his presence can move among us. He's making things right so that his glory can rest among his people. He's readying his people, hallelujah, and opening our eyes so that we can see what is really going on. Past the smoke in the mirrors. And I'm not saying everything that we hear is true and that it's not, none of it ain't fake news, but I can tell you that this virus ain't fake news. That's not fake news. So we better get in our house. We better get outside and start laying hands on the on the doorposts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the lintel of the door. Hallelujah. We better start pleading the blood over our house. We better start pleading the blood over our children. We better start pleading the blood over ourselves. And we better start walking in some fear of the Lord. And if you're not walking in the fear of God, you need to begin to ask God, Lord, bring me back to the place of trembling. Bring me back to the place, hallelujah, that I don't rush out of your presence. That I don't get up and just want to pray for five minutes and then move. But help me to get in your presence and stay in your presence. That I get in the word and pour through the scripture hour after hour. Hour, hallelujah and rest in your presence so that I can be restored to the place of fearing God that's where we got to live because we can't walk in the power of God without the fear of God don't let nobody fool you hallelujah don't let nobody fool you we're not we're not gonna walk in we're not gonna walk in dead raising power without walking in the fear of God without us trembling in his presence. You want you want to be anointed? You want to have all that God has for you? It's time for you to shake in your boots, honey. <laughs> Glory to God. I need you to go and read the history. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Of 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 this plague of Cyprian and see how the church responded. Let me tell you something. Some of these people were so given to God that they felt like if they died, it was a privilege. We ain't hardly there. We ain't hardly there. Mm -mm. We ain't hardly there. And this was the third century. This ain't the second century, church. This is the third century. This is not the first century, church. This is the third, third century. It's 1800 years ago. 1800 years ago. Hallelujah. And we have all this knowledge. We thank God for the knowledge of the word that we have. But we need to mix this knowledge with some fear. So that is my prayer for us tonight. That God will restore us back to fear. That God will bring us back to the place of trembling. That we will be obedient. Because, because this instruction to lock in. 
<laughs> it's prophetic. It's a prophetic word. We in the season of lock-in. We in, we in the lock-in season. Hallelujah. So that God can preserve us. So that God can pour into us. So that God can bring us back to trembling. So that God can pour his spirit on us and use us for his glory. So that God can show the world. Hallelujah. That he is God. One of the things that um, we were looking at in the scripture. Amen. Is the fact that when we see he is telling them that they need to eat this food. But be dressed. Be ready. I want you to. Now, you know, some of us, we got to be comfortable when we sleep, right? We, we got we got to be comfortable when we sleep. We got to, you know, sleep in your cute little PJs. Uh-uh. He told me, he said, listen to me. I want you to get up here and cook this food. And I need everybody in your house. Put your shoes on. Get your walking stick. Put your clothes on. And overnight, you can eat as much as you want to eat all night long. Because you need to you need to get this word for the journey. Come on here, somebody. You need to get it together. Amen. And be ready for this journey that you're getting ready to take. But when the morning comes, whatever's left, you're going to have to burn it. Listen to me. You have to burn off the residue. Let go of whatever's from the last season. Let go of whatever you thought you were supposed to be doing because it don't line up with whatever you think God is saying right now. You're going to have to burn all that stuff. Let it go. Let it go. And dress for this journey. Be ready. Amen. This is a picture of the bride that's ready. Hallelujah. When her savior returns, he said, be dressed, put your shoes on, eat in haste, eat in fear, eat in fear. It's a picture of the bride that's dressed and ready and waiting in the fear of the Lord. And we can't say that we're standing in the fear of the Lord today. We can't say that. We might, we might be afraid of God, but, but do your knees knock? <laughs> My God, you want wisdom? Ask him to bring you to trembling. And then, and only then, that is just the beginning. It's the tip of the iceberg. It's not the fullness of wisdom. Come on here. Amen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. You might just get an anointing for wisdom after you learn how to walk in fear, you might just get a little, a little, a little, a little touch of wisdom when you walk in fear and that fear is restored in your life. And so I pray that tonight that we hear what God is saying. Our foundations were supposed to be tested this season. It's what God said was going to happen. <laughs> it's what, it's what he said was going to happen. Now, I want to ask you, and I said this to some people the other night, and I want to ask you that are watching and those that are listening. You know how we say on, on the, the cell phone commercials, like, can you hear them now? We said it's 2020, 2020 vision. Can you see him now? Can you see God yet? Has he revealed himself yet? Has the veil fallen off your eyes? Have your eyes been open to, to the revelation of who God is and what God is doing? Because what we think, Thought we knew about God. He's changing our theology. He's changing what we thought we knew. We're not so smart after all. We're not so smart after all. We're learning about who God really is. And that's what we're doing in this season. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why did I give us? And I'm going to close. I want to pray. Amen. Isaiah 26 and 20. When you read in Isaiah 26, when you get through all of what you read in Isaiah, when you get to the 26th, I think it's the 27th and 28th chapter, you will see 
that despite all the judgment that is taking place, and the reason why the Lord gave me this verse of scripture is because when you get to the 20th verse here in Isaiah 26, despite all the judgment that has been released and spoken, this portion of scripture in Isaiah 26 is marked by triumph and trust. Let's read the verse. I'm going to read it to you and then we're going to pray. Isaiah 26 and 20. He says, come my people. And enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself as it were for a little moment. Stop complaining and just go on in the house. <laughs> Until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. Listen to me. God knows what he's doing. And he's saying, I want to keep you through this. I don't want you to be a casualty because of this. I want to keep you through this because my word that I've spoken over your life is yet to come to pass. But you're going to have to line up. Get in the house. Get in there and pray. Get in there and seek God. Listen to me. Stop worrying about your buildings. Stop worrying about your electric bill, your water bill for your church. And I understand we got regular bills at home. But have we not already said that my God shall supply all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Here, your foundation is being tested. It is the test of your foundation. He said it in the beginning. I did not know what he meant by that, but I'm seeing what he means and what he meant by our very foundation being tested. Everything that we believe is going through the fire. Everything that we said we trust God about is going through the fire. And when we come through this, we either going to have the right faith or we're going to walk away from the faith. And that's just the way it is. So pastors, set your affections on God. Bring your heart back to the place of fear and bring the people back to the place of fear. Get in the house and seek the Lord and let God do what he wants to do in the midst of his people. Because listen, this is a God thing. It's Passover season. We're entering into Passover season. Get in and shut the door. God did this. Man couldn't have done this at this right time. Man is not going to do anything that's going to confirm that God is God or that lines up with a prophetic season. So you got to see that this is the hand of God entering into Passover season where we're supposed to be locked in anyway. So it's the season of seeking God and getting our getting ourselves back into the place of the fear of the Lord and wisdom. Father, I pray right now, God, for your people. I pray for every person that is listening, every person that's watching. And God, I ask you, Lord, that you would strengthen us, that you would forgive us for doubting that you are God. Forgive us for not being able to see beyond our own emotions or whatever we heard on the news or even whatever we heard over the pulpit. God, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you bring us back to the place of fear. Help us to get in the house. And close the door and get on our faces. Bring us back to fear so that we can walk in wisdom, so that we can walk in power, so that we can see the church increase, so that we can see the power of God return to your bride in the name of Jesus. And God, we just give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. And anything that is in us that will reject your word, Lord, check it in us right now. Deal with us right now. Purge our hearts right now. Purge our motives. Purge our thoughts. Bring us back to fear. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we give you glory. Amen and amen. God bless you. You're back in the hands. Amen. 
of Evangelist Washington. Jesus, we thank you. Come on, thank you, mm, Lord Jesus. Mm. This is the hour 
and this season. And as the minister told us, we can't get it unless we tap into God, unless we sit still. And many of us were so busy throughout the day doing so much, but at the end of the day doing nothing. When we really Lord Jesus. It, right? Glory be to God. So God has taken this time. Take it as a reprieve. Glory be to God. Amen. We've got Jesus. so we've got so numb and and so far away from shutting in. He said, "Okay, how about I shut you in your own house?" <laughs> if the pastors ain't calling, shut in. How long? Jesus. About I shut you in in your own house. Amen. How about he's using this as a time where family has gotten so disconnected that you have husbands and wives and children living in one house, but everybody's living individual lives. No one's sitting at the dinner table talking to each other. Right. It's either fast food, and if you put the fast food on the table, everybody's on the table. Everybody picks different things. Mama come home from work. You stop at McDonald's for this child, Burger King for that child. Come on here. Jesus. And then when you're at the table, you're on your cell phone. Everybody's doing something different right. in one household. Come on Jesus, No communication. You could be in your room, you're calling or you're texting your child to bring up something from downstairs. Nobody's talking anymore. Amen. Right. So God is saying, how about I, re I reconnect families? Amen. Oh, Using God. this as a time where you must communicate with each other, where you must pay attention to your children. You don't know what your children are going on and what they're encountering. Come on now with all yes. these spirits and these perverted Jesus. spirits and these sexual spirits that are in the elementary schools. Amen. We're so busy and consumed with this life that we don't even know. We don't even see the difference in what's going on with our children. Right. Come on here. Right. So God said, How right. about I shut you in your house that you have to pay attention to your family first? My, My God, God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. Bless your name, God. This is what he is calling. My God, and, and we uh, we should just give thanks. Amen. We need to Jesus. give thanks. Glory. Hallelujah, to Jesus. We need to give him praise, give him honor, give him glory. Hallelujah. And serve him with fear and trembling. My God, today, never seen that. And I thank God. So I'm so happy that the woman of God, amen, with her prophetic mantle, amen. Now we have to search those scriptures, amen. <laughs> that this is just a repeat in time. Glory be to God, a repeat in time. Nothing new under the sun. My God, today. Jesus. God, I thank you. Hallelujah, thank God. We you. thank you, thank Jesus. You. So, woman of God, I thank you so much for your word tonight. I thank you Lord, for your anointing, amen. God and, bless. Um, if you could please give Give us verbally give us your um cash app and then inbox it to me because I wanna um put it on put it on the um the ministry's pages as well because we want to sow seed into this word, amen, tonight because it was truly a blessing and we thank you so much for it. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you verbally give us your um your cash app and other forms of payment and then if you can inbox it to me because i want to share it on the page and i employ you all and then that are on the call amen that i know this word bless you to please so seed amen please so seed amen amen the um thank you so much again amen we appreciate you um and appreciate um everybody here amen um and being able to share the word on tonight um if you would like to be able to sow seed you can sow by cash app it is the dollar sign um and the letters o a p n and the number one o a p n and the number one um on cash app so it's o a p n and i see someone saying they can't find it um if you uh, put in my name on there, it is um, 
Francesca Stubbs. <laughs> and there are two Francescas on there. So um, look for the one that says the OAPN and the number one. Um, if you want to sew by PayPal, um, then you can do a spirit underscore of Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H at yahoo.com spirit underscore of deborah d-e-b-o-r-a-h at yahoo.com thank you so much again for allowing me to be able to share on tonight amen it's an honor to share god's word amen and i do pray that others were blessed amen um by the word and those that are on uh, facebook just so that you know if you're on facebook um uh, my admin has put the information on Facebook so you can look in the, the comment is pinned in the comment um, in the thread. Amen. Um, and I will make sure I send that to you, Evangelist Washington, so you have that. Amen. Thank you so much. Bless the name of God. Bless you, woman of God. Amen. We know that you're on a different time frame. You're ahead of us. So we're so grateful, amen, that you took this time out. And we're praying for you, praying for your Thank husband, you. praying for your ministry, praying for your family. Thank you, amen. We bless you. We bless you. And we thank you. And we love you. Love amen. You. We love you also. If you can put your website and uh, include all of that so I could, um, I can also tap, tap, uh, pin it to our ministry page too. Amen. Um, and again, we thank you and we bless you. Amen. Amen. Bless the name of God. We're going to just continue to set the atmosphere on the call. Amen. We are waiting for, um, uh, minister Hill. Minister Hill, are you on the line yet? Amen, amen. She's going to take us into our second watch hour. Glory be to God. Amen. Speaking on the importance of covering. Amen. Wow. Speaking on the importance of covering. Bless the name of God. That that word we just got was so rich. Amen. It's so needed. Amen. Jesus. Look at God. He is, he is just endowing us with his knowledge, his wisdom. Amen. And I thank him for it. Bless the name of God. So we... Amen. God bless you all. We get ready to close this here. I'm going to um shut this down. Thank God for you all that are um um that are on here with us. We thank God for you. God bless you. Pray for us as we pray for you all. God bless you and have a good night. Um streaming this on extra um uh devices so that we can it's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by true car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill, plus take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed, and together, we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit PenFed.org auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929 at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER.